everyone. My name is Zachary Rodier, and welcome to episode 74 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. We have a great show for you today, and in this episode, we're going to talk about some hockey in Columbus. Finally, all three teams that we discuss on this podcast are back. The Ohio State men's and women's hockey team both had series this weekend, and the Jackets had opening week. And we are excited to talk all about that in this week's focus. Then in the rapid headlines in College Corner, we'll cover everything else in the NCAA and NHL. So without further ado, let's get right into this week's focus, talking about the Ohio State hockey teams and Columbus Blue Jackets. Enjoy. All right, let's now get into this week's focus here on 614 Check, and we'll start with the Ohio State women's hockey team as they headed to Duluth for a big series there against number six, Minnesota Duluth. And it was a pretty busy afternoon for the Ohio State Buckeyes, winning 5-2, to two, Hadley Hartman scoring a hat-trick uh, as the Buckeyes earned their second ranked win of the year in that game. And continued to be 1-0 in their opening series in the WCHA. And it was pretty busy for Ohio State. They got a shorthanded goal from Jenna Buglioni as well. Sloane Matthews also kept her goal streak alive in that game. And that is really also for Ohio State when you're talking about losing Sophie Jakes last year, having other defensemen really step up in a big margin. Uh, and Hadley Hartmitz, who may have not gotten the goal-scoring attention last year, getting a hat-trick huge for her in a big effort, and Ohio State also coming out really strong. And in a series against Duluth, a very difficult team, having a type of game like that on the Friday to set the tone at the beginning of the series, really big for OSU. And they continued that momentum into Saturday, beating Duluth 2-0 in a shutout win. So in Friday's game, Amanda Teeley played, Reagan Kirk played in the Saturday game, so Ohio State have been splitting the series just like they did against Colgate and kind of like they did last year as well until they decided to roll Teeley in the playoffs. And the shots were pretty big difference. Um, Ohio State had 42, Minnesota Duluth had 16, so that is what Ohio State is really used to, out shooting their opponent by huge margins. We didn't necessarily see that against Colgate a few weeks ago, but now Ohio State really getting back into it. Bilka got a goal, Peschel, and Kiara Zanin got two assists on the day, so Ohio State really was able to come up big in that margin. Uh, and this weekend, compared to when they played Colgate, seemed like it was more of Buckeye hockey, the high volume of shots, the explosive offense, the relentlessness on the puck, and that definitely has to be expected when you're starting out uh, the season with a lot of new players playing a very top opponent in Colgate, and you know, things did happen in Colgate, they split, and now coming into the WCHA season, starting the weekend, you want to have a full sweep, start the WCHA schedule strong, and that's exactly what Ohio State did. Uh, and not just wins against a very good team in Minnesota Duluth, but statement wins. I mean, a 2 nothing shutout on Saturday, and then scoring five goals against Duluth on the Friday and only allowing a total of two goals on the weekend. That is really great work from Ohio State and really showing their dominance against a very, very good Minnesota Duluth team. And this is the Buckeyes' first sweep in Duluth since the 
2013 season. So that is so historic just to show you how difficult Duluth is to play and to play in Duluth. This is a very big series for Ohio State, a big win and really huge for them to start out the WCHA season on this note. So the Buckeyes, they will now uh, play St. Thomas next weekend on the road on the 20th and the 21st at St. Thomas Ice Arena. Both games will be on Big Ten Plus, 4 p.m. on Friday, 3 p.m. Saturday. Of course, both of them in Eastern Standard Time. And then the Ohio State Buckeyes, they will come back home for their home opening weekend the following week versus Minnesota. So Ohio State, they are starting their schedule very busy with starting at Colgate then Duluth, then they have St. Thomas, and then, you know, Minnesota, um, a top four team at this moment in time. So very busy for OSU to start out. Uh, and field hockey season's coming to a close shortly. Um, so McKenna Webster may be joining the Ohio State women's hockey team in the near future, but I would probably still give it until their season is mostly over or, or fully overdue um, to how they're playing right now. Um, if they do make the playoffs because OSU field hockey has been playing really well this season and McKenna Webster has been a big part of that as well. Now let's get into the Ohio State men's hockey team as they had their home opening weekend as they took on the Lindenwood Lions and I had the Friday game on Big Ten Plus and let me just tell you Lindenwood they definitely are a feisty team they didn't quit all weekend. Ohio State beat the Lions 4-2 in the first game, but Lindenwood continued to not quit during that game. Um, back and forth, and they really pushed hard, and Trent Burnham, their goaltender, was really good. But Ohio State, they were strong on the special teams. Um, Brent Johnson was the player to me um, that really broke through in this game. I was really impressed with his play on the back end. Uh, and, you know, that's something Ohio State's now missing from some players last year. And having Brent Johnson and others stepping up on the back end really big on the first game. They had eight defensemen that played, um, which was very interesting. I guess head coach Steve Rollick wanted to see a lot of different players there for the Ohio State Buckeyes. But nonetheless, I thought Johnson's play was really impressive. Logan Turnus played well in goal, and Jake Dunlap, Stephen Halliday, and Davis Burnside continuing to score goals, so really big for Ohio State in that game. And then moving on to the second game, Ohio State then tied Lindenwood. They did win the shootout, um, but again, Lindenwood, they looked really good um, this weekend, and I know they're unranked, um, but they really gave the Buckeyes a Pretty good test um, to start out the season because now Ohio State is going to go to Yost and take on the Michigan Wolverines, um, which is not going to be easy whatsoever. So this was a really good weekend, I think, for Ohio State to you know get their cohesion together. Um, they looked good in that Friday game and that Saturday game. You know, Lindenwood just pushed really hard, but Ohio State, um, Theo Wahlberg. Uh, got a power play goal and getting his first as a Buckeye, which is big. And Max Montes also looking really good for Ohio State. I liked him on Friday. He's still looking for his goal, um, his first one in his NCAA career. Um, but I really liked his speed and how he was buzzing around the ice. And it seemed that when Ohio State on Friday was on the five on three, head coach Steve Rollick gave Max Montes time on the ice to try and get a goal. So definitely has some really good confidence from Steve Rollick right now to put Montez on the ice in big moments. Uh, and I think that goal is going to come up 
at some point very shortly for Max Montez. Logan Turnis, again, he got both starts, so he's played all three games for Ohio State so far in goal. I think he's continuing to look good and have some big moments. Sometimes the goal is, at least on Friday um, from the game I called, uh, sometimes the Ohio State defense just broke down, leaving players open and kind of leaving Turnus out to dry and not much he could do on those goals. Um, but I've liked how he was playing um, so far. And I think Ohio State, they're going to continue um, to build and get better every week. That's something head coach Steve Rollick has continued to say. Um, but I just think, you know, when you have a, a lot of new players, just with the women's hockey team as well, Having these first few games are really important, and now they're getting thrown into the gauntlet as they are going to take on number six Michigan on Friday and Saturday in Ann Arbor. The first game will be on Big Ten Network um, at 6 p.m., and then the game on Saturday will be on Big Ten Plus at 7. Um, so a very big weekend for Ohio State, and I think that you know this is going to be a really big test for them. On the road at Yost, a very difficult place to play in. I know they would at least, I mean, every team wants the sweep, right? But I think Ohio State would be very happy with getting a win out of Michigan uh, on either day. Obviously, you always want the sweep, but if they can get one win, that is a good weekend for a Ohio State team that's still learning um, to play with each other and get used to everything and get used to the systems. Because again, in college hockey, it's all about ramping up uh, near the end of the season and catching hot in the playoffs. So having a Michigan team early on the road and the next time they'll see their rivals, they'll be at home at the Schoenstein Arena. So seeing Michigan early on the road it's going to be one of the tougher series that Ohio State is going to have this season, uh, especially because it is in Michigan. And, you know, we're going to have to see how it turns out, but definitely a good test for Ohio State early on in this season. The last team to talk about this week in Columbus are the Columbus Blue Jackets, as they started the beginning of their season with opening night. And that game didn't go the Blue Jackets' way, losing 4-2. to two. It just seemed, you know, a little big jump at in the first period and then the Flyers really pushed back and the Blue Jackets just didn't really have a response or have that pace that they were probably looking for in the game uh and they had that loss and you know they bounced back on Saturday which was a really exciting game five to three Bruno Jenner got a natural hat trick David Yurchek his first goal he was called up um after Zacharensky on the Thursday game got injured. It was a knee on knee hit. It did not look good. Um, but good news for the Jackets, it is not as bad as it appeared right away. Uh, Rorensky is out with a quad contusion for one to two weeks, um, which is probably best case scenario for the Blue Jackets because anything with a you know a knee on knee hit, it could be very bad. Um, so luckily for the Jackets, uh, it is nothing. That will keep Rorensky out long term, but Yurchek hitting a great moment there with his first goal. And, you know, the first period against the Rangers, three goals called back, two for the Rangers, one for the Jackets. Uh, it was definitely an interesting period, but the Jackets continued to take the momentum. The crowd was great on Saturday night. I was talking to Erica Branson before the game, and he said that's what, you know, he expected to happen. Uh, he expected a great crowd in Columbus, and they were so big on Saturday nights last year, and he was expecting the same. And, uh, I mean, the crowd had a great time. It seemed like, uh, obviously, throwing their hats, having the hat trick, um, but really loud. And also, 
Jonathan Quick, former Blue Jacket for 24 hours, he got a shout out and a welcome back video or uh, picture as well on the Jumbotron, which was funny and, you know, it was a great night for the Blue Jackets on Saturday. Justin Danforth also getting his first goal of the season after being out injured last year at times, and he got a one-year extension as well. Uh, and one thing in that Saturday game, Matthew Olivier, he came back from the injured reserve. So Eric Robinson had to go on waivers um, to free up a roster spot. He did end up clearing waivers. Um, you know, there were definitely people that weren't sure how that was going to go um, because Eric Robinson, he does have a lot of skill sets that other teams may want, especially with his speed. But he did end up clearing, so he will go to the Cleveland Monsters. And now the Jackets have a little bit more flexibility. But once Wierenski comes back, the Jackets will have to make another decision uh, on the defense. And, you know, there's also going to be other forwards that maybe Voronkov or other people may have to come up and the Jackets may have to put another player on waivers too. Um, if uh, different opportunities present themselves for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So this coming week, uh, today, when you're listening to this episode on Monday, the Jackets will take on the Detroit Red Wings, and then they will have a nice break between Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then have a home game on Friday versus the Calgary Flames. And then that homestand of four games will end, and they will head to the part two of their back-to-back on Saturday, versus the Minnesota Wild. And this is another week for the Jackets to continue to build. You know, they had that pace on Saturday, and if they can make that the consistent norm for their team, then I think the Jackets will continue to get better and uh, have some success. So I think getting some wins this week could be huge for the Jackets, and I'm definitely excited to see how it turns out. Uh, And the crowds have been great, and, you know, Right now, we're going to have to see Spencer Martin got some playing time on Saturday because Elvis Merzlikens left um, due to illness after playing the first two periods. So I'm not sure who is going to be in goal for the Blue Jackets when they play Detroit today, um, but we're going to have to see how it turns out, uh, whether it will be Spencer Martin or Elvis Merzlikens, um, or if someone else comes up and backs up. And also that will have to depend on, you know, they're going to play for the back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. Um, some announcements with the Blue Jackets. Um, if you do follow me on Twitter, I am their broadcast intern this year, which I'm so excited for and am really honored to be in that role. Uh, and this week, I've already had podcast episodes on their podcast network uh, recapping their games with CBJ Rewind um, on 614 Check. The extension show, of course, the Canon Digest will be back for the Detroit Red Wings game tonight uh, with Katie Popovich. So make sure you click the link in the description of this podcast to listen to the Canon Digest episodes. Uh, And also for my podcast, they're on the Blue Jackets radio podcast network. Uh, So please tune into those as well. And I'm so excited to be doing that this year too. So that's everything you need to know for the Ohio State men's and women's hockey team and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Without further ado, let's get right into the rapid headlines and College Corner. Getting now into the rapid headlines and College Corner, Matt Tompkins making his NHL debut with the Tampa Bay Lightning, he is a former Buckeye playing with OSU from 2014 to 2017. Um, so definitely really cool 
um, to see him have that moment with the Tampa Bay Lightning um, that happened on Sunday night. Uh, the Big Ten Network will have two WCHA games this season. It will have SCSU at Minnesota on October 17th, and then the OSU-Wisconsin game on February 24th. Also, in other news, Jeff Rimmer, the TV play-by-play broadcaster for the Columbus Blue Jackets on Valley Sports, announced that this will be his final season in the booth as he will retire at the end of the season. A big congratulations to Jeff Rimmer. I'm excited uh, for him to have a great final year uh, on his farewell tour in the NHL. The captains this year for the Blue Jackets, of course, Boone Jenner with the captaincy, Zach Arensky as an alternate captain, and then Erica Branson and Don Corrali will also be alternate captains, and they will rotate based on a home or away basis. Also, we know that some really big news. Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebeck, they signed identical seven-year contract extensions with the Winnipeg Jets, which is huge for their team. Uh, I know Hellebuck was in rumors all around the league for teams that needed goaltenders, so that will no longer happen with currently what's going on in the NHL. I do not see Connor Hellebuck with that seven-year contract getting traded anytime soon. So that's everything from the Rapid Headlines in College Corner, so without further ado, let's get right into the outro. I hope you enjoyed episode 74 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. Make sure you follow us on social media, X, Facebook, and Instagram at 614Check, 4Check spelled F-O-R-E-C-H-E-C-K. Make sure you follow SGSR on X as well on the handle at SGSR underscore O-S-U. Also, make sure you listen to the new Canon Digest episodes that are coming out tonight with Katie Popovich. The link is in the description of this episode, and continue to listen to us here on 614 Check next week. But that's everything from this episode. My name's Zachary Rodier. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time on episode 75 of 614 Check. Thanks.